Welcome to the Gym Secrets Podcast, where we talk about how to get more customers, how to make more per customer, and how to keep them longer, and the many failures and lessons that we have learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Next up, we have Alex Hermosi, the other half of the dynamic duo at Gym Launch. They went from zero to 50 million in 20 months, and he's going to share his thoughts in 10 minutes. And Alex, three, two, one. All right. Who's pumped about sales? Sort of pumped about sales. Okay, so quick question so I can cater this to you guys. Um, as I try and tell my team sometimes, I'm going to talk fast so you can just listen fast. So um, who here has one person or less that would mean if you are selling, um, doing the majority of the sales in your company? Can I get a hand raised? Okay, so like half. Okay, that's perfect. And the other half of you have a sales team multiple, two or more, right? Okay. So the name of my lovely talk um, is going to be the Closer Framework. All right, and so what I'm gonna do is break this up into two halves. The first half is how you actually manage the conversation. That should say work. You get the idea, close the framework. Um, and then the second half is how you manage the sales team so you can get wicked consistent sales on a monthly basis. Um, so first things first, who here has ever struggled with uh, inconsistent lead quality, inconsistent CAC, right? You're like, I thought I was at 1,000, and now I'm at 3,000. My leads are shit. Actually, my leads are amazing. Uh, my sales team is underworked. Now they're overworked. They said there's too many, there's too few, they're not being efficient, et cetera. Has anyone dealt with any of that stuff? Okay, cool. So um, I've run a lot of sales teams, uh, B2B. We did outsource sales company. We would fly to gyms, actually sell for them. So we'd fill them up in 30 days um, with us actually flying people out and selling. So we've done a lot of sales, and this is the simplest framework that you can use. Um, and so this is the first of the five C's. So I try to use Marcus as five C's, so when you go home, you've got 10 C's, okay? So um, the first one, it governs the conversation, so that's kind of the, for everyone who was raised, it's kind of more of you over here, we're raising your hands about, I've got one person or it's me. This is the governing framework for how you make the conversation. C is you clarify why the person is there. All right? Now, when you use this framework, everything that's in your framework has to be a question only. Do not put paragraphs, do not put statements, because they will start reading them, they can't think that way. Only put questions, because they can pause, they can ask another question. They can pause, they can ask another question, and they need no intelligence to do that, which means it's scalable, okay? So, when you're asking, so all of these buckets are the buckets under which you wanna create the framework that you're making your sale. So it's like, what made you get on the call? What's your goal? Why is that important to you? What would it look like 12 months from now if this ideal outcome were to be achieved, right? Those are the clarification questions. Next, you label them with a problem. So what I'm hearing is, you've done X, Y, and Z, and the missing link has been X, whatever. Is that right? Yes, got it. I now have a problem, you now have cancer, I can cure it, all right? Next is O, we're gonna overview the pain. Okay, so I'm assuming not, not the first person you've come to to try and solve this problem, so what have you done in the past? All right, I've done X, Y, and Z. Why did that not work for you? Obviously, it didn't work because they're on the phone with you. All right, so you always have that advantage because they are on the phone with you right now. So you're overviewing past pain. We call it the pain cycle. You do that until they have nothing left. And you're like, awesome. And then you recap the pain. Then, S, you sell the vacation. This is the only thing that your salespeople have to actually know. There's going to be three stories that you're going to tell them that are going to be illustrative of the thing that you were helping them solve. So an example would be fit nutrition, and, fit nutrition and accountability. If I was trying to sell weight loss, right? You're usually missing one or two or all three of these things, and that's why you weren't successful, right? You couldn't consistently work out, you couldn't consistently eat the right way, or no one was there to hold you accountable. Does that make sense? 
Yes? If you're selling leads, it would be like, you need your leads to be exclusive. You need them to be timely. You need them to be geographic, whatever. Like, you're going to find three things, and then you have to give a short 30-second snippet of why that's important, right? If I was trying to illustrate accountability, I'd be like, hey, did your parents ever tell you to brush your teeth when you grew up? You probably hated it. You're like, no, I don't want to. And they kept doing it over time, and I'll bet you, you brush your teeth now, right? You need someone to hold you accountable so you can create the habit. Does that make sense? 30-second story. They understand it. That's how you sell a vacation, all right? E, explain away their concerns. Away concerns, blah, blah, blah. You get the point, all right? That's where you're doing all of your obstacle overcomes, all right? Crazy people buy without obstacles. Normal people have concerns. You need to overcome them. These have to be drilled, all right? They have to be drilled. So that means that you have flashcards. Like, I need to think about it. I have to talk to my husband. I have to check with my partner. I have to, so there's only three, by the way, if you don't know what they are. It's price, it's stall, it's decision maker. All right, so all you have to do is understand what each of those three are. If it's price, it's a discrepancy in value. They don't understand the value. If it's um, decision maker, what you have to do is rely on past agreements that are implied that that person has already communicated to the partner. So your partner knows that you're struggling with these things already, right? They know that you're looking for a solution, right? So why do you think they'd be opposed with you solving the problem that you already know you have that they don't agree with? Hey guys, love that you're listening to the podcast. If you ever want to have the video version of this, which usually has more effects, more visuals, more graphs, you know, drawn out stuff, sometimes it can help hit the brain centers in different ways. You can check out my YouTube channel. It's absolutely free. Go check that out if that's what you are into. And if not, keep enjoying the show. Right? Overcoming, okay? Those have to be drilled. Next one um, is, uh, so we did decision maker, we did price and stall, right? All you're doing is teaching someone to make a decision because people don't like making them because they fear making a mistake, right? Perfect, halfway through. Okay, so what you're going to do is walk them through a decision-making process. So how do we make decisions? Either do you, do you like me, yes or no? Do you like the product, yes or no? Do you think that we'll be able to help you achieve this outcome, yes or no? Do you have access to this amount of money in your bank account or know someone who does, yes or no? Yes? <laughs> what car do you want to use, Right? Overcome. You make them confront the decision. All right? What's your main concern? Then they tell you the main concern. You overcome it. Close. All right? Last one is reinforce the decision. And I like doing this, and we included it after time, is that people back out. Right? So how can we slam, slam it on them? How can we get them super pumped? So immediately afterwards, that's the 30-second video from the founder being like, hey, just saw you sign up for our software. Super excited to have you. By name, personalized, handwritten card, T-shirt, any of those things. Reinforce the decision, make their feet nice and hot. Make sense? That's the closer framework. Every single one of these buckets has to be questions that are simple for them to ask. All right? So when you're organizing your script, this is the conversation we're going through. Does that make sense to everybody? Okay. That is the first of the five C's. Don't worry, the other ones are, are fast. And it's about how you manage your sales team. Okay? Don't worry, I'll be fast. So that's closer. The next one is, whew, don't worry, I'm rocking. We're good. Okay, the next one, whew, I should know these. That's okay. Okay, call recordings, and then I'm, gonna, I'm just going to write these down real quick for you so you can write them down. Comms, cut, competition. Okay? So Marcos is much smarter than me. I think he's like the really classy, classy person. Um, this is like from the streets closing 4,000 people, one-on-one sales, like weight loss Susie's writing with you know, her kids trying to write permanent marker on the wall and I'm trying to close her credit card, all right? So, closer sequence is how you manage the framework. 
Call recordings. If you're not recording every single fucking call that your, your people are on, one, you're not compliant. Two, you should do it because then they become more accountable to following the script. All right? You also overview those. The tool that you need to use is Gong. If you, if you guys sell via Zoom, it's the fucking best. That's all I can say. Use Gong. It's amazing. All right? Comms. You need to talk to your team on a regular basis. All right? The cadence there is daily huddles, weekly one-on-ones, and when you do the, and then obviously monthly, but the, um, the daily huddles are quick. All you do is you share testimonials so they remember why they're selling. So they get beat up every single day with no's. They need to remember why they're still doing it. All right? From the one-on-ones that you're doing, when you're meeting with them, you're going to record, you're going to have them tag you in three calls. Their best call, their worst call, and their average call. When you go over in the one-on-ones, you're going to ask them to show you where they clarified the problem, where they outlined the pain, and then where they asked for the sale and where they overcame objections. If they never clarify the pain and they never asked for the sale, you don't make money. So that way they always know that on every fucking call, you always ask for the sale. You can never make a sale if you never ask for it. All right? That's what you from the communication cadence. Cut. You got to cut the bottom. All right? It's the number one thing that will drive sales teams is by cutting the bottom 10%. You do it on a regular basis. It has to be on a regular basis. All right? Even if the team is going okay, when you cut the bottom, you'll see a 30% jump in productivity every time. So if you can have a persistent 30% jump, why would you not do that? Does that make sense? Okay. Competition. Last point. Woo, I'm good. I got a minute 20. Woo. Okay. So competition. Salespeople are competitive. You have to have a leaderboard that is published that they can see every single day, that they get notified when every other guy is making a sale. If it's super high volume, it could be end of day. But when they... You've got a bell if you're in person. If you're not in person, you have a thread that should be all the sales guys dinging. They can literally send an image or a gif of a bell. So it's like ring the bell, right? So that they know, and it's just volume. They can see it. There's activity. There's action, right? It's all of momentum. So leaderboard, that has to be checked every day. It has to be updated regularly. Like That has to be on point. And then competitions, we found that six weeks works best um, in terms of sending them on like closers go to Vegas or go to the Bahamas, or whatever it is. And so we put them in three-man teams, and that tends to work really well because they, they share best practices, they continue to work with each other, they root for each other, so it's not as cutthroat. Um, it's just always having top dog. Um, and in terms of how much to spend on that, 25% uh, of one-month check um, is usually the amount per person that a prize like that would be. Right? So if you guys make 70, you might spend 1,500 bucks to send per guy for like a, a three-day or like a two-day weekend. It's not expensive, five grand but it is worth every dollar. So, to recap, if you want really, really consistent sales, use the closer framework. Everything has to be questions. Do not have statements. Have 30-second stories. Record your calls. Make sure you're sticking to the comm cadence. Cut the bottom percentage and keep it competitive so they stay in it. Thank you.